Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September the 3rd. No, I'm sorry, September the 2nd. It is September the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is indeed our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. As you know, we reject revolution and stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers one of the great peaceful solutions we still have at our fingertips quick recap yesterday's show we had on becky acres well-known author well-known columnist she writes about the abuses of the tsa and more she's also an author of two incredible books one book's called hailstorm all about one of the greatest patriots ever known nathan hale the other book is called abducting arnold the other side of the benedict arnold story you probably haven't heard incredible new novels Get them before they're banned today. Search for them on the internet by name, Becky Akers, Hailstorm, or Becky Akers, Abducting Arnold. We talked about Harvard epidemiologist Martin Coldriff. Basically, he says, hey, major studies demolish case for vaccine passports. Natural immunity much better. Offers exponentially much more protection than the vaccines. Yeah, Art Moore, WNE.com, doing a great job. Anyway, this Martin Calder gentleman from Harvard doing a great job standing up, telling the truth. The mainstream press just doesn't know what to do with this guy because his credibility is beyond approach. And uh, telling the truth, leveling with the American people. Uh, you know what? These passports are a disaster. It's a control agenda, not a science-backed reality. That's for sure. The CDC research now shows that vaccinated individuals are still being infected (laughs) yeah breakthrough infections they say they're rare but every time you turn around you know how rare it is when more vaxxed people are sick 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 nevertheless they're still being infected and they're still spreading covid in fact research now shows that they have as much virus in their throats and in their noses than the non-vaccinated so this idea of vaccinations being the great secret the break key is an absolute lie if you ask the Harvard professional and if you look at the research, even from the CDC itself, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about COVID vaccines less effective at preventing hospitalizations. Now, CDC admits why they blame it on the Delta variant. Nevertheless, again, you know what? It's like the flu every year. Doesn't the flu change? Aren't the strains different every single year? Well, COVID might be morphing or mutating, whatever you want to call it, Changing strains, new strain, faster than even yearly. Now they're saying you might need three booster shots a year to keep up. How safe and effective is the vaccine that you need to have three times a year just to keep up? Not very effective, if you ask me. The safety questions, more and more people dying from taking the jab, more more people getting sick from taking the jab, SARS database blowing up with new and more information daily, and it's getting worse by the day as well. That was hour one with Becky Akers. Hour two, we talked about resistance to vaccine mandates grows among tens of 
thousands of Americans. People are getting sick of it. They're realizing that they played a con game for us. They said, what, 10 to 14 days to flatten the curve? Now it's been, what, 20-plus months? And it's worse than ever, isn't it? Maybe what they're doing isn't working. Is that an idea you might contemplate? Just wondering. Judge now orders Ohio Hospital to treat COVID-19 patient with ivermectin, despite the CDC warning. See, the CDC says ivermectin doesn't work. It's very dangerous. Frontline doctors and others are saying that's completely bogus. The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, ivermectin absolutely works. I'm here to tell you. Within hours of getting ivermectin and docicycline myself, along with increased doses of vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, literally got me off oxygen in hours. So if they tell you it doesn't work, I'm here to tell you they're absolutely full of baloney. It absolutely does work, does make a huge difference. And why the CDC and your government is opposed to it is beyond me. They say, well, ivermectin doesn't have enough studies. Yeah, neither does your experimental bioweapon called the vaccine. Yeah, and when your lead doctor is the one that helped gain-of-function research and then an intentional leak from a lab, which is my personal view to which I'm entitled, you kind of go, hmm, wow, we're going to trust your experimental vaccine when we know vaccines are very deadly, very dangerous, but yet ivermectin, time-tested, safe in appropriate levels for decades, and we're not even going to give that consideration, but yet we say we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals. Something is wrong with their dishonest narrative, ladies and gentlemen. Call a halt to their con game and don't stand for it, please. We also talked about state now demands blood of newborns, a big old battle in Michigan. They're trying to use the DNA of babies and youngsters and everything else. Cops and others are accessing these samples. A judge decided, hey, wait a minute, hold on. This is unconstitutional. Stop. You can't be doing this kind of stuff. Thank heavens for that. The battles, the epic battles continuing in multiple states as well. Why would government be allowed to create a database of our DNA, folks? This is out of control, power grab by government. Government literally, sadly, is starting to become the enemy of the people. Now, when I say government, let's be clear. It's rogue agents at this point. You and I can reclaim the proper role of constitutional government if we just use the checks and balances, if we just use elections and recalls, and if we just get involved in the solutions. When people are not engaged, it goes off the rails fast. When we, the people, demand accountability, we get it. For example, this big old lawsuit about the blood thing. People stood up and won. Stopped the state from gathering DNA samples of newborns. What a win. Good stuff when people stand up, I'll tell you right now. Lies, lies, and more lies is what I call it. America's longest immoral, unjust, unconstitutional criminal war ends why do i say all that because it was never even a declared war and we spent billions of dollars for 20 years and came out the loser what kind of a war is that it certainly isn't a constitutional one it certainly isn't a moral one it certainly isn't a just one and i can continue right i think we ought to have war criminals uh, be charged with war crimes what a sad tale to tell congressman u.s representative madison hawthorne of North Carolina spoke out is predicting bloodshed if if elections in America continue to be rigged. So let me get this clear clarify here. So Madison Hawthorne in North Carolina congressman is saying, "Hey, if we continue to have rigged elections, you're going to see bloodshed, man. This can't continue." I pray he's wrong but predict he's right. That's a recap of yesterday's show. 
Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, it all starts now. Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, howdy, you missed howdy, that. Howdy. Thank you, Sam. Localhoneyman.com on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. We also have mm-hmm. Brian Rust. RustQuinnandGift.com, well-known in his own right. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Glad to be with you and Kurt this morning. I'd say Buenos Dias, but I can't really speak that language very good, so I'll just hold tight on that. So you just say, hey, man, what's happening? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you do is you tell us where gold's sitting now in the Honest Money Report, sir. Uh, gold on the exchange right now is at 1813. All right. 1813.00. Yep. Up about $28.40 from last week. All right, eighteen thirteen for gold. What's silver looking like? Uh, $24.20, up about $0.60 cents from last week. That's up $0.60? Cents? About, yeah, $0.60 cents up from last week. All right, it's not supposed to be up. I was about to buy some. I'm, I was hoping it would dip real quick and I could buy a chunk, and then <laughs> well, it would go back up, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're paying about the same as you were last week, regardless of the ups and downs. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Kind of the a, ups and downs aren't affecting what I buy? <laughs> yeah. it's uh, Isn't that it isn't of, that kind of unintentional price fixing? Uh, yeah. I mean, they, uh, well, I don't know about that. Supply-demand really kind of runs the things, if you ask me. I mean, it's, oh, wow. I think that's the way it should be done. Kurt's supply-demand to run in reality despite the paper push price. Yeah, yeah, imagine that's, that. That's so. right. You know what? Right. One thing, Kurt, Kurt should be happy. Uh, rhodium's up a thousand bucks, so it's eighteen thousand down from over the twenty thousand, but it's it's up a thousand from last week. So, Kurt could be a little happier this morning. No, I was talking to a buddy of mine that had uh, bought an uh, older, um, oh, big Ford truck, and he said, "Man, I bought that thing for like four hundred bucks, and and just the." Uh, catalytic converter with the rhodium and i guess palladiums in there and a couple other things says that thing's worth 500 out of the 400 bucks i spent you know so i didn't know that catalytic converters had rhodium in them well that's why they call it rhodium because that dude goes on the road you know what i'm talking about that's right (laughs) get the rhodium (laughs) yeah see kirk cosby's got a garage full of rhodium though and so he's you know but wasn't rhodium at a high of like twenty eight thousand or something like that? Yeah, it got up. It got up about that high. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt's, you know, gained a thousand bucks back of his money, but you know, kind of rough. What you're supposed to do with rhodium is Her. buy low and sell high, right, Kurt? Yeah. Well, that's you know, I mean, that's what the traders all say, right? All right. You got all kinds of issues happening in the economy, shortages everywhere. I don't know if you guys know this, but Costco now is saying they're going to start to ration once again. They say that, hey, you know, because of the COVID Delta variant, you know, everybody's getting sick and the COVID going and people are starting to panic and buy TP again. So they're going to have to regulate how much TP and other products you get to make sure there's enough for everyone. We'll come back and talk about that with Kurt Cosby, Brian Rust, and I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only nationally syndicated Liberty Roundtable Live.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, back with you live. So I wanted to give Kirk Cosby a chance. Then we'll have Brian Russ speak out on this. Uh, they're starting to ration products all over the place. So rationing going on due to supply chain uh, issues uh, because of the COVID. Everything's because of the COVID, don't you know? It doesn't matter what happens now. It's the COVID caused it, just so you know. I don't know how unrelated it is. It doesn't matter. It's all the COVID. It's related for sure. Um, even if good things happen, it's the COVID they want you to believe to some degree. It's kind of crazy. Uh, anyway, nevertheless, Costco really starting to ration products. Uh, do you think other companies will start doing this? And what kind of a supply chain? Do you think it'll affect food? And I mean, are we going to have a famine going on? What do you think, uh, Kurt? Well, you know, at least um, I've got uh, personal experience with it, Sam. I mean, uh, uh, we've been uh, waiting for, well, I think more than a month, if if not even more than that, uh, for uh, certain bottles that we use as we bottle our uh, honey. And, uh, you know, they tell us uh, when I checked with them lately, oh, probably another three weeks. And uh, I don't really have a lot of... Uh, what would you say, confidence that in three weeks I'm going to really see those for sure. And I think so many places are having the same uh, thing to deal with. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, it just makes sense if you have, oh, Joe so-and-so that has a job in a certain place and, and he's, uh, you know, exposed to the corona and then they tell him, you know, he must take time off. So that means, you know, that one guy doesn't, show up to work and so and so you know somebody else doesn't show or they have to move over and you know before you know it those kind of things add up 
uh, I think. And and then you have this other problem, at least in my opinion, and that is when the government provides free money for people that don't work, um, it almost encourages not working, doesn't it? Amen to that. So what are you going to do without any bottles? Are you just going to put honey in pouches? What do you, I mean, what, what options do you have? Well, we usually would use our two-ounce bottles and then eight-ounce bottles and one-and-a-half pounds. So the eight-ounce ones are the ones that we're having trouble getting. So we've been uh, trying to do the best we can to u- get as many two-ounce ones as we can to stay ahead of that game and so that we've at least got those. And then we've got the uh, one-and-a-half-pound ones. And so we, you know, it just kind of cuts down um, people's choices um so far uh, at least we've got that yeah because the covid isn't pro-choice there good point sam yeah all right interesting um so i guess you just buy it in different sizes or whatever to try to make it up for now and that just is because at least it isn't a worse problem now i mean if you can't get other bottles eventually and everything else you're gonna have a real problem right well that's exactly right i mean you know uh there's i just like cuts out different things and like you say one thing affects another i think and so um you know at least when it comes to brian and russ coin uh, i wonder um i mean we've seen these deals where you t- you get told uh the price of silver is a certain thing or the price of gold and then you know you go and try to get some and he says well you know uh i've got some right now or maybe i don't um you know and uh yeah i mean the real rubber when it comes to it uh, when the rubber meets the road is if you can really get it um right brian yeah that's exactly right uh you know we've been saying all along you know you you know you start preparing now buy a little here a little there starts to add up hey one one factor i might throw in here kurt is uh i have these tubes that hold coins possibility that maybe you take a dime tube a quarter tube a half dollar two dollar whatever tubes yeah if you need tubes we might be able to fill a little little uh honey in those tubes see instead of a roll of dimes you might have a roll of roll of honey good point <laughs> yeah there you go i, I mean that's what you, you know as they say the mother of invention baby the, yeah that's right good job sam that's incredible yeah, we'll try uh, to anyway. come through like to test that out the good part about a roll of honey is you can put that dude in your pocket and you know what i mean in honey you can just start sipping on that stuff getting just a burst of energy going on throughout the day and stuff like that what do you think kurt well you know we we do have the uh honey sticks that are available that you know we get like twenty thousand of those at a time brian knows about yeah, those but this is like a honey fire hose at his stick. place that's right this is a little bigger than a, it would be a little bigger than a honey stick uh, and, uh, you know, I suppose uh, we'll be looking at those options if we can't move ahead. Plus, the other thing is, just so you know where our, uh, those particular bottles typically come to us from our buddies there in Taiwan. And uh, when you hear about all um, oh, the uh, whole thing about China wanting to, you know, communist China wanting to take over the you know Taiwanese free people then you then you see how that could affect uh, a number of things couldn't it yeah communists flexing their muscles that's not really very common 
<laughs> wow, what a shame. What a disgrace. But again, as we manipulate the world and create blowback all over the world and hatred for America due to our actions breaching the sovereignty of others and everything else, you know, it's not surprising that other people would start to flex their muscles and say, you know, we're not really looking forward to this. We're not happy about that. So I guess what I'm saying to you is it's predictable. Uh, all right, um, Brian, what do you think? Do you think we're going to have a bunch of shortages elsewhere? Do you think this is going to get worse, or do you think this is just a few temporary yeah. blips and it'll be okay? No, I, I think so. I, I think it's it's kind of a, you know, you know, looking back at kind of what's been going on for the number of years right now, it almost looks like they're, you know, it's a testing ground per se, and just see how the people react or see what we can do and throw the throw this and here's another thing and if that doesn't work, we're going to try something else so that we can ultimately really kind of, you know, get the control we need and kind of force people and so on. You know, it's kind of like it's almost a test. Okay, here's here's the first test. You know, we went through it. The paper products were couldn't get them, and we needed the masks and we needed sanit sanit you know the sanitation things for everything and. And we don't want to get it, and yet we're still getting it. You know, masks, vaccinations, everything. So it's almost like a big testing thing to just see where if if the people are going to be like sheep, and we can just push them here, there, follow here, whatever, or if they'll they'll kind of stand and and uh, you know fight against it. And so I, I, it really looks like kind of a testing thing, you know. And let's try this now, and here's another shortage of this, or here it just seems like they're going to kind of to get controlled or so on, they'll use whatever means possible to kind of just move us along and get in the cattle gate so that we can throw the old, um, what was it, you you put on the cow, your brand, maybe that's what they're doing. They're getting us in these gates, get the, the, the jab. Yeah, you're either the vaccine forward. brand or you're out there. There you go. There you go. Now, it's a good point. I think Brian's right on this, and I think they are looking for which trigger flashpoints will make the biggest control difference, which ones we'll push back against, and... You know, they see when we start to push back against something, they kind of back off and change their way of going about it and everything else. And, um, you know, Brian's, I think, right about the core discussion. Uh, with I will give you, I'll give you a little piece of, in my opinion, some good news. Uh, you know, and, and in America, you've got those different branches of government or different uh, sectors, if you will, or, uh, you know, federal, state county etc so there's been some reports uh, very few you know really pushed forward reports about it but uh that states are beginning to say hey uh we're not going to just keep handing out free bucks uh to people that don't work um which makes me hope that uh, you know this will more and more spread now the problem <laughs> that i see is You've got the federal government that really doesn't want to stop handing out free money and they really don't have to, quote, pay for anything because they just print it for free, if you will. Um, and so that's, you know, that's going on. But uh, hopefully the states will maybe, you know, make a difference that way, you know. Hey, can y'all print me up a free Ben, a few free ben Franklins? I'm kind of running low. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, it's that's just good. insane what's going I mean, it's just crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, will we stand for people just literally not working but getting a handout from government? Are we really going to back a universal basic income? Are we really going to lay down and take all these things? Or are we going to say, no, it robs people of their dignity? You know what? The government doesn't have authority or money to do this in the first place. 
Uh, you know, it's going to be a serious, serious, epic battle going on for the hearts and minds of the American people. And I think the people are resilient. I think the people have a long fuse, a lot of patience. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know what? When we're 22 months into this or whatever we are, I think people are starting to get sick of it. They're going, wait a minute. You know what? Fauci and crew have lied to us over and over and over. And you know what? We're not going to buy their lies anymore. We're not going to take it. Now they're starting to say the CDC is saying right now, if you're not vaccinated, you really shouldn't travel for this holiday. You know, Labor Day coming up, right? You really shouldn't travel for this holiday. You unvaxxed. You need to stay home, okay? And people are going, are you kidding me right now? We'll come back, talk about it. The Chrysler cars are out of control. Wow. Well, I've got details. Brian and Kurt comment in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Family and friends of dozens of students from Sacramento, California, have made a desperate plea for help to ensure their loved ones stuck in Afghanistan return home safely. American leaders made the tactical decision to leave Americans behind with the fall of Kabul, Afghanistan. Officials with the San Juan Unified School District in Sacramento confirmed a total of 29 students are stuck in Afghanistan. In addition, dozens of students from El Cajon, a suburb east of San Diego, were also stranded in Afghanistan. The National Weather Service recorded 3.15 inches of rain in Central Park in one hour overnight. The remnants of Hurricane Ida continue to create havoc in the northeast over the past 24 hours. Heavy winds, drenching rains, and at least one tornado also battered Pennsylvania and New Jersey, collapsing the roof of a U.S. Postal Service building and threatening to overrun a dam east of Pittsburgh. Thank you for listening. We are USA Radio News. Nielsen says more than 30 million Americans are now tuning in to Newsmax TV. It's one of the biggest media stories. Newsmax is available on all major cable systems. And if you cut the cord and don't get cable, you can still get Newsmax. Find it on your smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and more. Just go to your smart TV channel guide or download the free Newsmax app. Newsmax also streams free on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, or TiVo. And 7 million people have the Newsmax app on on their smartphone. It takes seconds to download it on your phone and there's no paywall or subscription. So watch Newsmax for breaking news anytime, anywhere. President Trump says Newsmax is really good and Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why tens of millions of Americans are watching Newsmax TV and going to Newsmax.com for breaking news. It's a source you can trust. Newsmax is real news for real people. The Heartbeat Act in Texas bans abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. The legislation is a voice for the most vulnerable in our nation, the unborn child. The CDC says nearly 620,000 abortions took place in 2018 nationwide. The Supreme Court of the United States, in a late-night vote Wednesday, ruled 5-4 to four to keep the Texas law in place. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the Supreme Court had, quote, delivered catastrophe to women in Texas, end quote. There's a new variant of the coronavirus. Dan Naraki has more. The World Health Organization has identified another coronavirus variant of interest. 
The B1621 variant, known as the Mu variant, was first identified in Colombia in January and has since been seen in 39 countries. The WHO says that Mu has mutations that may evade the protections of the current vaccines. There have only been a few larger outbreaks of Mu, mostly in Colombia and Ecuador. The WHO says that further study of the variant is needed to fully understand its characteristics. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with your live, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, Kurt Crosby, LocalHoneyMan.com on your radio. Owning a new vehicle costs nearly $10,000 a year, they say. Yeah, they say that a global semiconductor chip shortage has led to price hikes and car shortages. They say these vehicles... um, uh, the reason the costs are so much is they looked at six different categories of expenses. Fuel, maintenance, repair, tire costs, insurance, license, registration, taxes, depreciation, and finance charges. They say the average price of new vehicles recently topped $40,000 according to research site Edmonds. And uh, they say depreciation, a measure of how quickly... Car loses value, makes up 40% of all ownership expenses. Cars typically, you know, decline in value. Fuel is the second highest cost at 17%. Maintenance at 15%, and then it goes down from there, insurance and so on. Uh, I want to get right to Brian Rust on this one. What do you think, man? The average cost of a new car tops $40,000, and they say, really, you're talking about big money now. Um, for a car, nearly $10,000 a year. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's, 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 you were seeing the prices of a lot of things really escalate. I was talking to a good friend of mine who, uh, works at a, a dealership and that he says there's a thousand trucks that are sitting, uh, and they can't sell them because they don't have a chip. And it's interesting to note that the majority of our chips are coming out of China. And so one more one more uh, avenue, uh, you know, that that we're, we're we're subsidizing all these, you know, elements out into other countries, which now have control over us as far as okay, well, yeah, you can have a new vehicle there, and your manufacturers can put together trucks and whatever it is, but if you can't have a chip and you can't, then you can't drive that truck, and it's it's really interesting. So uh, one more point, sorry, my my wife mentioned on that fact, she said, you know, we we should be going stepping back you know, getting back to the automobile that we used to, you know, the farmer could take care of himself and he could replace parts and so on and fix it right there. We don't have to plug in our computer. We don't have to, you know, where it could just be, you know, this, that, and the other. But we could build these vehicles, you know, the industry of kind of what made America great is building these vehicles that we had. We could create the parts. We'd have, you know, put them down the line, and they they weren't major, major money like we are today and at their – you know, as they can't get a chip, we can't even drive them. So that's that was her thought. I thought, yeah, good idea. Go back to what we used to have. Well, I think your wife Do nailed. Uh, I think your wife nailed this discussion, Brian. Yeah, I think she's right as rain. You know, those trucks that would run forever. Kurt probably had a truck. You know, you get into the seventies or sixties or whatever. You know, those trucks would run forever and still run today. You can get a part and. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it's a great point, uh, and so many times, uh, I mean, uh, we we feel it, it almost makes you, I know uh, folks might say, well, man, you bring that up at the drop of the hat, but, you know, it makes you think of the whole uh, voting uh, situation, Sam, and the voting uh, deal there, where we've we've come, we're so sophisticated now, we've got all these fancy voting machines, and yet, where should we really be? Uh, paper and a pencil and when it comes to uh vehicles uh you know we got we got cars that'll go beep beep when we walk up to them or we you know just squeeze something in our hand and it starts our car from way away yet what happens if we don't have those little chips or if somebody you know does some little you know oh i mean something that melts the chip we're stranded in, in the days of old when we had those uh like vw bugs or like the old uh you know uh international truck you know uh where like brian says you know you you, you looked at it you put your gas in here you had a little spark plug you know i mean what was there it wasn't too sophisticated it certainly didn't require you to have some computer degree to run your vehicle and yet um you know, that's kind of where I... I yeah, mean, but wonder, you know those are climate change disasters, don't you, gentlemen? Yeah, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with them there now. No, see, I agree with you, though. All this new stuff on vehicles to where it's just like, hey, it's super safe and super this and high-tech that and da-da-da-da. And, you know, you look at all the regulations about the airbags and the seat belts and the this requirement and the that requirement and the fuel efficiency. And the, the bottom line is in America, especially, they have regulated the automotive industry to death. And you got to really kind of ask yourself what percent of a car cost is due to uh, mandated regulatory realities that car dealerships must deal with on a daily basis. How much of that is really in the price of the vehicle? You know, what kind of vehicles could you put together if you took away a lot of those regulations? And I understand that, you know, they want things to be safe, and I get it. I also get that, you know what, airbags are as dangerous as they are positive. Uh, you know, if you put a little kid in the front seat, oh, you can't do that anymore. You know, if you put a woman here, oh, man, you can't do that. You know, and so uh, oftentimes the airbags are more dangerous uh, the not. And so a lot of these regulations, there's even a debate about how effective or valuable they really are. Research down the road goes, oh, I guess it wasn't as good as we once thought it was. Well, that's after literally billions of dollars of regulatory forced, you know, costs of build and expenditure on the part of the American people. It's out of control. But when you say $10,000 a year per vehicle and most families have to have uh, you know, two cars, if, you know, husband and wife both work or whatever else, with rare exception, you're talking big money big expenses on the family there uh and i don't know you know if anything's going to be done about it but i i agree i long for the days of simple cars i long for the days where you could work on your own vehicle because you could understand hey you know what fuel oxygen and spark or whatever hey that you know these simple components are what matter um you know i wish we could get back to those days um but you know i can't even find vehicles with actual manual roll down windows anymore or, you know some of those simple things and you know, all that stuff just adds expense, expense, expense. I'm not surprised we're topping 10000 And now that we got a chip crisis, my response is, why do we have to have all those chips in the car anyway? Do we got to have all those yeah. chips? Is that a must, Brian? No, you're right. I, you know, we've just, we've, we've just kind of created such a, you know, a, I don't know what we've created this place we live now and, and so on. And, and getting back to the basics maybe might be, 
you know, better. Uh, maybe maybe we're so lazy now that yeah, we hey, roll down a window. We can't do that. We if we can't push this button. We that's not that. I just I can't roll you know down that window. And what's the next shortage? Is it rubber? Maybe we can't get tires. So all our cars just sit there on the. They become we put them on the front lawn and they become a nice decoration and plant some flowers and stuff around them or something. I, I you know it's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're kind of a, a, a hallmark of the real redneck in America, ain't they? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Put that sucker on blocks <laughs> in your front yard. Now you're somebody. That's it. So I, I don't know, and can't get washer blades maybe at some point, and so you can't drive in the rain because then you can't. You're out there trying to wipe your windows. You're driving. That can't be safe, but I, I don't know. What's yeah, and you can't put your kid on the hood and do it by hand like the old days, you know? <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's <laughs> it. So I don't know. <laughs> Kurt, it's insane. I don't know what to do about it because I expect the problem to get worse, and I think a lot of this is engineered intentionally to get us off the road, to get us out of our cars because that's what the environmentalists want. Well, in the, in the great... At uh, least I believe the cool thing about what this program provides is, hey, uh, if if the elected officials and those who are in power really want to make a difference, we can provide solutions easily, uh, can't we, Sam? Yeah, I don't know how cool that is, though, Kurt. Well, I know, but, I mean, uh, uh, see, so many people assume that uh, all we do, or at least all many programs do, is just talk about the problems. But, you know, when it comes to real solutions, we love to present those right here. Amen to that. For example, uh, you know, like Brian talks about, hey, just picking up a little bit of gold and silver on a regular basis, you know, stay the course. Uh, uh, if it, If we're talking about vehicles you know i mean look for things that you know uh of course if we're talking about the big picture like the federal government and all that kind of stuff then eliminate those um basically those choke points if you will that hold back um industries if you will and we saw that happen with uh president trump's presidency and yet on the other hand we see it uh you know on turbo the other way uh, at this time, Sam, and uh, so it's nice to know what the solutions are. We we certainly do hope that uh, people will address those solutions by doing, well, what works. Yeah, and we're kind of at a crossroads. You know, we could jettison a lot of the regulatory hurdles and decrease the cost of cars by making them much more simple and less chip and high tech oriented, etc. Less regulatory. Uh, realities to those we can go that way or what they're going to do is they're going to move us into electric vehicles which have even a <clears throat> what do you call it a bigger price tag on them uh, as well and that's what the governments all over the place are pushing for but remember this new cars lose a tremendous amount of value in the first year or two of ownership and my recommendation is buy used vehicles ladies and gentlemen Dad, can you make him stop? Honey, he needs to practice. He's been at it an hour. Well, just trying to be patient. Dad, it sounds like a cat calling for help or something. Worse, a basement full of cats. Yeah. You know, hon, it is a little hard on the ears. Not you, too. Well, maybe we can all play a game. Andrew, do you want to play a board game? Uh, how about we watch a video? Hide and seek? Oh, I don't know. I give up. Maybe we could all just sneak out of the house. Honey, he's nine years old. We can't leave him home alone. Man. 
We can make him practice with a sock. Well, I guess we'll have to get some ice cream. Did I hear someone say ice cream? Family, isn't it about time? Oh, I see the practice hasn't hurt your ears. Well, I'm a serious musician. Funny that you never seem to get better on that thing. Works every time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, uh, where did all these cats come from? I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, a tidbit of historical context with Brian Rust. RustQuinnagift.com and Kirk Cosby, localhoneyman.com on your radio with Sam Bushman. Yours truly. The historical context is I said when Republicans took office this last time that pro-life should be their biggest and most important frontline, center stage, whatever you want to say, uh, issue. It's one of the most critical. If we're going to say in America, you know what, it's about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or life, liberty, and property, or whatever. Life is at the start of it all, and if we can't protect the most innocent among us, all rights suffer downhill from there, ladies and gentlemen. And so I mentioned that pro-life was so critical. Donald Trump pretty much agreed and did quite a bit to the best of his ability there, and I appreciate that more so than any other president. Some would say he fell short. I would say let's give him credit for what he accomplished, which was tremendous on the pro-life front compared to other presidents. That's for sure. Um, but I want to kind of tell you this. They always say that everything is bigger and better in Texas. The heartbeat law, ladies and gentlemen, has gone into effect. Yeah, man, they call it the Heartbeat Act. I guess it's called SB8 uh, in Texas, which bans abortions after the unborn baby. As uh, heartbeat can be detected, uh, they say six weeks is kind of the time frame for that, etc. And to me, um, Brian first, then Kurt. This is tremendous news. I think it's the strongest heart, or strongest protection of life for babies in America today. And I guess everything's bigger and better in Texas. Ah, uh, there you go. That's that's a great, uh, no doubt about it. That's that's absolutely wonderful. <clears throat> we need. And you were you hit it right on. I mean, protecting our unborn and 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 that. I mean, it seems like some of the agenda of this other side is to destroy life and and uh, you know reduce the population and and uh, have more control. I guess that way. But yeah, it's there's. I mean, going against God and 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 His plan is not a good thing. Kurt. Well, I can't 
do much more than really echo you know what Brian said. I mean, you you can't expect uh, to have a good society, a good economy, good you know anything if you don't protect uh, and follow God's laws. And and one of the top ten, baby, is you know. Thou shalt not kill, and when we kill the most, um, you know, the youngest, the smallest, the least protected among us, the you know most that needs the most defense. Uh, I mean, I just can't get it. I, it's kind of like when I'm uh, selling honey, and I've got uh, occasionally I got somebody who thinks they want to get their own little toothpick out and put it in the honey thing. And I tell them, whoa, wait back off a little bit here you know uh, in america we've got our principles i mean you can't really grab that honey tasting stick or tasting device which is a toothpick and dip it in yourself because i mean you could have some danger there and and yet uh here in america we do allow the killing of babies i mean so you know we've got our principles here but you know at least to uh echo the good news sam out of texas is that hey man uh, you know the supreme court has even uh, you know let that abortion law stay in place um you know protecting those babies now the ap they show these wild-eyed women standing at the uh federal court or the courthouse in texas uh, austin texas which is by the way uh, <clears throat> where you're going to find the most um, uh, liberal and uh, out of control people in texas in my opinion um you know standing there and they they want to they leave our bodies alone you know and yet uh what about the bodies of those little babies um you know the ap just kind of doesn't want to talk about that dan how come there's a disconnect you know when it's uh my body my choice or leave our bodies alone where are they when it comes to the vaccine you know discussion here i don't want to take the jab there it's my body none of them women are standing up for me brian yeah <laughs> that's exactly it. you know it makes me think a little bit about are we have we become have we uh you know gone backwards in the fact of of uh you know like we become animals in a sense and and, and and what i mean by that a little bit is the fact of there are some animals out there that eat their young right i mean it's almost kind of like that we we've you're, you're you're creating this thing which is a beautiful and a wonderful thing and we're bringing life and, and joy into our uh, the world here and and yet we've digressed in the fact of okay many people want to eat their young and that's the way i look at it they eat their young what do you, i mean what because you don't want to it's 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 just I can't even imagine it. It's just unreal. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but when we first got into radio almost 25 years ago now, we've been in, in nationally syndicated for 25 years, into radio longer, but almost 25 years ago now, we had a report out of China. It was documented by um, UPI, United Press International News, so it was a very well-documented source. I don't know if you know, but in China, you can buy baby kind of fetus or baby part or whatever and eat them as kind of a health supplement. So literally, yeah. this is happening around the world, Brian. You're not kind of saying kind of. This is really happening. We have become animalistic wow. for sure as we deny God and deny God's procreative power, sir. And, and so this was literally yes. almost 25 years ago. So it's worse now. But you literally could buy them as kind of a delicatessen or kind of a, a delicacy or a, a, a um, kind of a health I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I should say tonic because it's not liquid, but I, I guess I'm saying kind of a health solution. Remember this, Karen? 
I sure do, Sam. I mean, there's certain things that just kind of, you know, they just stick in your brain uh, there, and that that was one of them, I remember. I mean, you try telling somebody about that, and they just, you know, I mean, they just want to look the other direction and, and or, you know, talk about, hey, what about the ball game, uh, you know, or something like that, you know. Uh, Brian and Sam, that's just the way it is. But at least on this uh, Supreme Court deal where at least um, you could say, you know, the babies won five to four. Uh, you know, you have uh, the guys that were against it, the four guys that were wanting to, you know, make it so that these babies could continue to be slaughtered. Uh, well, include the Chief Justice, John Roberts, uh, and, uh, you know, along with uh, what the AP calls the three liberal justices, uh, I'm thinking, well, if the chief justice included in there, I don't know why they don't call him the four liberal justices. But, well, uh, and he's betrayed us on so many points, it's, it's beyond right. imagination. And then uh, that always happens, you know, the conservatives, the Republicans get a few good guys on the court, but they always put a bad guy or two or three. I don't know if they just miscalculate or if it's done on purpose, but it certainly rarely works out well for us and thank heavens for this what squeak by decision that's right that's right uh, i mean thank you know. heavens for it and i wonder um i know this is kind of a weird connection but just take it for what it's worth brian i want to get your take on this uh, you know you you have a, a pro-life stance unless babies will be murdered and before god i kind of wonder if the economy will be better if the weather will be better if families will stay together if a lot of good things and faith and as Kurt mentioned, that all things are connected. I kind of think this relates. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, if, if we realize who we are and where we came from and uh, where our principles and our our rights and all that should be, it, it definitely should be God um, under God. And, and, and I think that's kind of one of the biggest problems that we see in, in this country is we've gone away from that. And when we go away from it, now we're going to have major problems. And that's where we're at. Well, a, a lot of people in the pro-life movement that are completely 100% against abortion would say, hey, this isn't far enough. And I agree with them. But I would say that, you know what, I'm so grateful for the progress made. It's a start. It proves the states don't have to just listen to the federal government every time. Uh, so it's a nullify now kind of an idea. And I commend uh, the people of Texas and the legislative bodies of Texas for getting this done. It's not enough, but it's a start. And I wish Utah would join the parade, Kurt. Amen. Well, Sam, (laughs) you've got to have you've got to have a courageous governor and uh, representatives. I mean, what the ours do typically is they, you know, suck on their finger and stick it in the wind and see which way the wind is blowing. It seems like to me they don't really want to jump in there and be like, uh, well, like the Texans. The Texans, uh, you go to Texas, you'll see the uh, Texas state flag flying way above the United States flag, and they recognize the importance of it because (laughs) the the states created the federal government, not the other way around. And, uh, you know, when you look at this whole thing, I was looking at the AP story about it where they say, the vote in the case underscores the impact of the death of the liberal justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg last year. And then, so this is how they say, look how terrible this was. And then, you know, they're not saying anything about 
the terrible killing of babies, but then this is how it happened. And then President Donald Trump replacement of her with conservative justice Amy Coney Barrett. Had Ginsburg uh, remained on the court, there would have been five votes to halt the Texas law, they say. Um, do, you they, think we'll, uh, do you think we'll get to overturn Roe versus Wade? A lot of people are saying this is setting the stage for that. Do you think it'll really happen, Kurt? Well, I I will say this. I mean, you've you've uh, mentioned this, uh, but um, in my opinion, you couldn't hope for a better uh, thing to happen to protect the babies. So that, I mean, you got to look at the big picture, Sam. God in heaven is in charge of the universe, ladies and gentlemen. He's not just, you know, kind of sitting back or whatever. And he gives us ten commandments, not ten suggestions, not ten recommendations, uh, ten commandments. And among them, I mean, we're talking about thou shalt not kill. And if we want to receive God's blessings, the creator of the universe wants to bless us if we do his keep his laws, his commandments. He has blessings connected to that. You know, uh, I mean, something looks completely opposite of that. You got Justice Sonia Sotomayor. She called her conservative colleagues' decision stunning. I would say, man, you know, it's stunning that she is stunned by that, if you ask me. Um, then they, they quote... Uh, this well, it is a little justice. bit stunning that you have to go to extreme lengths to defend life little in America. Babies. I agree yeah. with her on that. That's right. And, and, you know, and the whole idea of them telling us, man, get your mask on. We don't want you getting sick. But, of course, we can kill, continue to kill babies. Uh, you know, it just is like you're talking way out of two sides of your mouth. Yeah, uh, they quote uh, sure. Elena Kagan. She called the law patently unconstitutional, and she uh -huh. says it allows private because parties to constitutional. Yeah, to carry out unconstitutional <laughs> restrictions on the state's behalf. Justice Stephen Breyer said, "Quote: A woman has a federal constitutional right to obtain an abortion during the first stage of pregnancy. It's kind of hard to find it in your constitution, but I guess he." You know, somehow find hey, it. Ain't nothing like unique interpretation. That's why they give opinions. Because it isn't really factually in there, but their opinion says that it is, right? Brian, final words yours, my friend. Well, I, we need to turn to God and, and uh, call upon him to help in this big cause. It's uh, pro-life. I mean, we've got, we've got to save these young uh, babies that don't have a chance. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, for Brian Rust of RustQuinnagift.com, for Kirk Crosby, localhoneyman.com, and I am Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. We declare there is hope. There are good things. Get involved. Make a difference. Hey, you know what? When you got a problem, you roll up your sleeves, you pray hard, and you work hard, and by golly, good things happen. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is indeed the broadcast for, what is it, September the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. Man, we're solid as a rock. We've been nationally syndicated for 25 years this year, ladies and gentlemen. Telling the tale of liberty everywhere we go on your radio. Kirk Crosby's with me, localhoneyman.com, his website. Discussion of all things liberty, that's for sure. Last hour we were celebrating the Heartbeat Law, or Heartbeat Act, gone into effect in Texas. Everything's bigger and better in Texas, they say. We wish our state and other states would follow suit uh, in the protection of life. Where's all the Republicans that should be celebrating this? They've been advocating for life, they say, for decades, legislative session after legislative session, but not much has been done. But now Texas makes a bold, deliberate, direct move for states' rights, for the 10th Amendment, uh, for dual sovereignty. I mean, whatever word you want to nullify now, all these words come to mind about Texas's move, and the Supreme Court decided, hey, they're not going to touch it, which means states' rights starting to make a difference and thank heavens for that kirk cosby's with me welcome to the broadcast sir buenos dias uh, greetings and salutations howdy 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 thank you sam headline says after a difficult 2020 kurt mm-hmm. workers plan to take more vacations usa today are you one of them well that ought to help with the whole supply and demand thing don't you think sam uh, but, uh, yeah, that know. I'd help contain the COVID too, you know, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, at least we, uh, speaking about this upcoming quote weekend, if you will, uh, like I remember old Zig Ziglar, he always wanted to call it the strong end. Uh, but anyway, uh, this, this upcoming one, uh, you know, we were invited to cruise somewhere, but I was just kind of like, man, you know, wouldn't it be nice just to I, just be home, uh, not travel, not be, uh, you know, trying to sleep in some other bed or, you know, deal with, uh, you know, car travel, et cetera, and then wondering where you're going to go and who's going to want to, quote, force you to wear a mask or something like that, you know. Uh, but I guess... Uh, you know, I'm not really living the real American dream if I don't. Uh, you don't want someone to find out you're not vaxxed and try to push you down the stairs or something like that? Okay. Good point. Yeah. Just kind of <laughs> off that. You know. All right. Well, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. The uh, CDC telling everybody if you're not vaxxed, do not travel this weekend. I mean, these people yeah, are just like those... dictatorial thugs. That's right, because uh, those vaccinated people, see, they can pretty much go anywhere. It's almost as if they've had the, uh, well, I mean, I, it, they've, I mean, it's it's almost the Ponce de Leon thing. They've found the source of eternal life, and they've had it because somebody vaccinated them with some, uh, you know, special po- potion, you know. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, they're drinking free bubble up and eating that rainbow stew, ain't they? (laughs) You and I and the rest of us great unwashed or second class big time, don't you know? So I find that kind of interesting. Um, Anyway, I bring that up because of the vacation weekend. A lot of people are going on vacation. We pray that you do so safely. 
Uh, and I get that people are stressed out and frustrated and, you know, people are agitated and irritated and, you know, people are experiencing all kinds of, you know, frustrations and turmoil. And, you know, whether you go on vacation or not, I think vacation is a great way to take a little bit of a break for the stress and unwind. I think that's always wise and good and healthy. But I'd also remind you to turn to God and turn to scriptures. I believe those things can provide a great comfort, a great strength, a great spiritual component that I think is greatly missing in America. That's why there's so much anxiety and everything else. Now, I'm not saying every anxiety case is is related to the lack of spirituality, but I am telling you that increased spirituality and focusing on, in my opinion, the greater message, the things of importance, the greater things, if you will, um, really can make a difference to ratchet down or to back off from that feeling of stress and, and, and just, you know, anxiety and frustration and concern and worry and all those things that kind of wrap up. And I believe that turning to the scriptures and turning to prayer and maybe a little bit of church, a little time with family, a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of is it takes you a long way towards mitigating a, a lot of those feelings and concerns and frustrations and pent up um, emotional stress factors. Uh, so anyway, that's where I would point you for that. Now, Joe Biden, I guess, refuses to answer questions about Afghanistan. He just praises it, says it was an incredible decision. He says, I'm not supposed to take any questions, Kurt. Now, did Biden just confirm that advisors are the ones kind of running the show, running his presidency? I'm not supposed to take any questions? Uh, Bob Unruh, WND.com, uh, really dr- dr- drills into this with a column about it. But you got to kind of wonder when the president walks around, he hasn't said this once or twice. He's said this literally dozens of times now since he took office over the last, what, seven, eight months, whatever number, um, almost nine months now, I guess eight months. Um, You know, I'm not supposed to take questions. Who's in charge, Kurt? Do we really have a shadow government to the degree that the president just flat out admits it on the stage every day? Well, I think so, Sam. I mean, um, you you just. Uh, uh, it's easy to see. And, uh, you know, if you really want to look, ladies and gentlemen, deep down uh, and and look at the history of America and, and how that works, um, you know, you have these uh, individuals behind the scenes that are basically pulling the strings of the puppets that uh, are put there, and with very few exceptions, in my opinion. Uh, and Joe Biden is probably the it's hard to find a better example of that, don't you think? Without question. And it's hard for me to know what should be done about it. Um, Right now, you've got literally uh, the Republicans. Uh, What's that main Republican guy at the top of the helm now? You've got McConnell. uh, Are you talking about the head of the Senate? Mm -hmm. McConnell's running around now saying, hey, we're not going to impeach Joe. Um, that's just not happening. Forget it. President Joe Biden will not be impeached or removed from office for his handling of the U.S. military withdrawal from Afghanistan, Mitch McConnell said Wednesday. So Mitch is already, uh, in my opinion, jettisoned the impeachment idea. And I think there's a lot of reasons President Trump, or I'm sorry, President Biden or whatever you want to say. It's hard for me to call him president, by the way, um, is really... I think there's a lot of reasons he should be impeached. Um, I don't know that I think the war is necessarily one of them or his handling of the exit of the war. 
Uh, I think both president or all presidents from both sides for a long time have been involved in this. I don't want to just give the blame to Joe. Uh, there's a lot of other reasons that I would consider impeaching Joe. But you know what? Now you've got top Republican leadership saying, hey, we're not going there. Now, the problem is when you say that, it might be for a different reason, but you squelch impeachment opportunities or options for all kinds of other things. So President Joe Biden will not be impeached or removed from office for and then these reasons. But the problem is once you say that unequivocally, it makes it a lot harder to impeach on any for any reason, Kurt. Well, in the report that I saw with McConnell and, uh, you know, I hate to give him any kind of cover because I don't think he hardly deserves it at all. Um, I mean, chief among the kingmen, uh, or at least one of them would be him, if you ask me. But, um, you know, McConnell basically said, at least on the report I saw, he said, hey, with the Democrats in charge of the Senate and the House, you know. Wait a minute, the Democrats are in charge of the Senate? Well, with Schumer and and basically a 50-50 uh, deal there with yeah, Kamala Yeah, then you get the Kamala tiebreaker. That's right. Uh, but but I kind of say, I don't know that. that you would say that's in charge. Yes, they have 51. But if you have no relationships across the aisle to where you can't get a single Democrat defector, I don't know. I wouldn't be making statements like that. I would basically, if I was in his position, I would be saying, yeah, they might have 50-50 and they might have uh, the tiebreaker. But we, you know what? We've got a lot of Democrats that feel as we do. And I don't believe they have the majority that they think they do. And, and so I, don't, I think that that, again, is a very big mistake to make those kind of claims like we've already lost before we start ideas. Well, yeah, but he's famous for that. Um, he, along with uh, Ryan, who was the Speaker of the House before, uh, when you had the whole all three um, areas in, in control of the Republicans, you know, you still had those two top dogs, McConnell and Ryan, in charge of those uh, you know, the House and the Senate. So you really had the kingmen still in charge of those two uh, parts of the lawmaking bodies, uh, Sam. And so, Sad but true. You know, but I'm telling you right now, I don't know much that. about negotiating. Let me help these little boys out a little bit. One of the great keys to the negotiation is to appropriately position yourself quite a bit stronger than you may literally be because oftentimes in that positive view of your strength, highlighting where you stand, oftentimes you get support and get benefits from that position, whether you deserve them or not. And so even if I don't have the majority in the Senate, I'm going to use my 50, and I'm going to use my ability to influence people and reach across the aisle to say, you know what, you don't have as many people in your group as you think you do. There's people who are on the budget, for example, conservative Democrats who budget, you know, the blue dog Democrats or whatever, who budgetarily don't agree with you. Uh, there's people who, for moral reasons, um, you know what, there's a few Democrats that are reject abortion. Well, it doesn't matter the issue. We've got people on our side that stick with us. And I think they've already lost by, in my opinion, um, they've already lost before they start with their attitude and what they've literally put on the table. Very foolish, uh, in my humble opinion. And I don't think we ought to impeach Joe over the war in Afghanistan necessarily. But when Joe Biden refuses to answer questions to the boss, we the American people, about Afghanistan, and then when he says I'm not allowed to answer questions, who's in charge around here? Impeach of that. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So, I think Joe Biden should be impeached. Primarily, again, because you know what? When you literally say, I'm not supposed to take questions, um, you know what? Who told you that? Who gave you that instruction? What authority do they have to tell the president not to talk to the media and to the people who hired him, elected him, if the election was even genuine? Which, again, is a whole other discussion. But all I'm telling you is shame. President Joe Biden will not be impeached, says Mitch McConnell. Wow. A statement like that, you've already put all your cards on the table and lost the debate. I think you need a little bit better negotiators up there than that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, I would pitch my... Um, position very strongly and even if you lose uh, i would still then come out of the gate with the next one um you know what i think i can find people that can stand with me i'm convinced i can uh, you know what the truth is on our side okay you, you articulate the case uh, the best you can even if you don't hold all the cards ladies and gentlemen uh, you could say it's a little bit of bluffing but you could also say it's a little bit of faith a little bit of hope a little bit of positive attitude and belief that people will do what's right given the chance right so it's not all just smoke and mirrors. It's, it's, it's more of a, a hope-based and a I-can-make-a-difference-based viewpoint about where we stand. And Anyway, what a shame that is. All right, Kurt, I've got a problem with a group, and I want to tell you about it. Do you know who Harmy Dillon is? Or Harmy Dillon? Mm, can't... Um... I mean, I might have seen the words before. Uh, all right. It's all a female attorney who's quite right. well known and usually, you know, pretty much on the side of liberty and everything. And um, as you know, I got kicked off Twitter because I um, 
got an article in Life Site News, as well as an Israeli newspaper, that said more people were dying because of the vaccines in the elderly population than from the COVID. And so I reported that news, um, whatever you want to say, headline, uh, where doctors in Israel are claiming this, and two newspapers with credibility reported it. So I reported it as well. Well, as you know, they don't like what they call fake news. And so Twitter said it was fake news and shut me down. And then they said, but if you repent and pull that you know, headline down, we'll put you back up on Twitter. And I refused. And the reason I refused is primarily because I'm saying, hey, I have every right to report this. You may or may not agree with the facts in it. But look, these are physicians in Israel who are making this claim, who are backing it up with numbers and who are documenting it in an Israeli newspaper and in LifeSite News. So I feel like I should be able to report this, too. They said, no, shut me down. They gave me the chance to repent and take it down. But my attitude is I don't want to always be in, quote, what do you want to call it? Twitter purgatory, where I'm always basically pulling things down so they keep me afloat, kind of a thing. I don't want to play that game. I want to stand on the truth. So anyway, long story short, I got an email from Harmeed Dillon. And it says, we're suing Twitter and we need your help. So I thought, fantastic, man. What I'll do is call them, maybe help with a couple of bucks, promote to my listeners to help with a couple of bucks. Um, and you know what? Help with maybe a class action or whatever else. So I got a hold of their law offices and everything, and it took me a while, but they eventually uh, had Harmeed email me back. And she said, hey, what can I do for you? And I said, I'd like to talk to you about my case. Um, you know, here's in summary what happened to me or whatever, and I, I would really like to join you guys. And she writes back and says, we don't have a class action. Um, what you're doing isn't part of what we're doing, and you need to go to Trump's team for that. Trump's filing the class action against Twitter. And I wrote back and said, I understand. I'd like to interview you about what you're doing and see how I can help and see if my case has some relevance or whatever. And anyway, then she wrote back and said, you know, go to Trump. And anyway, long story short, she just wrote back and said, hey, goodbye. I've already told you to go to Trump. There's nothing for us to talk about. So she wouldn't discuss it with me on the phone. She wouldn't really learn more about my case. She really didn't want anything to do with it except for send me to Trump, and we're doing what we're doing, and you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, I don't really have time for an interview with you at all. And I look at that, and I say, then after that, she keeps me on some list that somehow she got that she keeps me on where she keeps saying we need help with Twitter. We're suing with Twitter. We're suing Twitter. We need your help. Please donate money. So the truth is that, you know what, they're not interested in my case. They're not interested in anything but me giving them money to help them with their case. And that's it. And so, anyway, I'm quite disappointed in that kind of an inter interaction or exchange. Um, I'm not here to attack Harmeed. And I hope that they are successful in their lawsuit. I think their cause and their circumstances and their, uh, is just. But I also kind of think, you know what, to just be standoff to me, a nationally syndicated talk show host, to ignore my issue and not, you know, help me get to Trump if she can or help me uh, in some way further my case is just shameful. And then to keep begging for me for money after the fact, after she's already told me goodbye. I mean, in her email, it literally says, I told you to go to Trump, basically goodbye. And I look at that and I go, you know what, a lot of these people begging us for money, I don't know if they're the real deal or not. I just look at that and go, Hmm. And sure, not a Christian helping hand for sure. 
Um, I don't know how to get to Trump. I know people are like, just call Donald. He'll help you. He's in a class action lawsuit. Get a hold of his attorneys. I can't get a hold of Trump or his attorneys or anybody around him, no matter how hard I try. Well, Sam, all you got to do is fill out this form on the Internet. Don't you know? There's a way to do it. No, there's not. I even tried to go to Mike uh, Lindell's event, literally signed his form. He wrote back, or they wrote back to me and said, hey, we're, we're deciding who gets to come or not. We reside, reserve the right to not have people come. Anyway, then they basically ignored me, and I never got the chance to go. Now, never mind that I got sick and probably couldn't have gone anyway. But I'm just saying, some of these people I don't think are as genuine as it first appears, Kurt. And I hate to be the whistleblower on this, and I hate to be the naysayer and divide the patriot community. But at the same time, I feel an obligation to speak up a little bit. Hey, if this Harmy Dillon wants you to put a bunch of money into her cause... I'd be pretty hesitant. I really would. Not because their cause isn't just, but because are the Patriots going to work together on anything? Or are we just not part of the real Patriot crowd? And we've been on the radio for 25 years. We've been in a lot of some of the most critical places for reporting you could possibly be in. We've interviewed some of the most top, you know, positioned people in America. If you believe in some are more important than others, kind of an idea. At some point, I just look at this and go, something's wrong, Kurt. Something's not making any sense. Anyway, there's my report. That's what literally happened with the Mike Lindell scenario and with this Harmie Dillon thing. And so I've got now, I'm shut down on Twitter, and I don't have any place to go for a redress of grievance. I can't afford a lawsuit against Twitter all by myself. I don't know who I can join. Harmie says, go to Trump. I can't help you. Goodbye. Um, I don't know who to go to. But I look at this, and I go, is there any opportunity for redress of grievance for me? I don't see how. Kurt, your thoughts. Well, I think, uh, you know, the key thing that you've got, at least uh, in your, uh, I guess you could say your quiver, Sam, is the fact that at least, um, you know, you're you're able to broadcast and to uh, present these issues and tell these stories, you know, from your point of view. And, uh, you know, in this case, this lady who's supposedly... Uh, uh, you know, at uh, least Wikipedia says she's an American lawyer and a Republican Party official. You know, uh, hey, you had personal interaction with her just like you did years ago with uh, Glenn Beck, uh, you know, and the border and that whole thing. And, and you've uh, done your best with the Mike Lindell thing. Uh, I will say this, at least out of those uh uh, you know, I don't know this lady, Harmeet Kaur Dillon, uh, says she was uh, divorced. She uh, grew up in India, family moved to America. She became the uh, writer there at, uh, of the Dartmouth Review, the editor-in-chief there. And, uh, you know, I mean, she's got some cool stuff there. But when the, uh, I guess you could say when the rubber meets the road, uh, not much really happening if you ask me except for we got to bring in some extra bucks when it comes to mike lindell you know what i see is a guy doing his best and saying hey man uh you know i'm trying to keep my company alive and all that kind of stuff and keep america alive and yet uh he seems to be putting his own money instead of just telling everybody else to put in their money uh, so, you know, that's where I see that a little differently. Uh, and then, yeah, of I, course, I, agree. Uh, I mentioned Glenn Beck, um, you know, um, and apparently Glenn is doing a lot of good work lately uh, in helping try to bring out uh, individuals that are in there in Afghanistan. Uh, 
you know, left high and dry by our own government officials, right? That's for sure. And I think that's a big shame, too. I think that's a horrible shame. Uh, anyway, I don't mean to attack these people, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mean to act like they're our enemies. I just find it very interesting. You know, when you try to get a hold of a lot of these people to help them, they don't really want your help. They don't really want to talk to you. Now, if you go ahead and ching-ching the cash register, they're interested in your cash, but they're not interested in any other involvement or partnership or ways to promote things. This is very strange. When we come back, we'll talk about this judge that attacked the attorneys helping Donald Trump with vote fraud in seconds. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The governors of New York and New Jersey declared states of emergency as heavy rainfall and flash flooding caused havoc across the northeastern United States overnight. Power outages were estimated to have hit over 101,000 customers in Pennsylvania and another 100,000 in New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. New York City's Central Park recorded 3.15 inches of rain falling in one hour last night. The Supreme Court of the United States has refused to block a Texas law banning abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. The judges voted 5-4 to four early on Thursday to deny an emergency appeal from abortion providers. The Heartbeat Act went into effect on Wednesday in Texas. A majority of American voters, 52% in a Rasmussen poll, say President Biden should resign because of the way he handled the Afghanistan withdrawal. 1,000 likely voters were polled. USA Radio News. You take steps to stay healthy when at the pharmacy picking up vitamins or filling a prescription. May I help you? Take another healthy step right now and ask the pharmacist how Prevnar 13 can help protect you from pneumococcal pneumonia, a potentially serious bacterial lung disease. If you're 65 or older, a trip to the pharmacy is a lot more pleasant than a trip to the hospital because of pneumococcal pneumonia. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Stop by the pharmacy today and ask about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. Now that the United States is out of Afghanistan, military brass spoke at a press conference Wednesday. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau reports. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was first to speak from the Pentagon. America's longest war has come to a close. Later, a reporter presented a question to Army General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, about negotiating with the Taliban now in full control of Afghanistan. We don't know what the future of the Taliban is, uh, but I can tell you uh, from personal experience uh, that this is a ruthless group from the past. And whether or not they change remains to be seen. Russia has raised concerns over wear and tear of the International Space Station and suggested it could leave the ISS after 2025. Russia is saying at least 80% of in-flight systems on the Russian segment of the ISS had passed their expiration date, and small cracks in the hull could get worse over time. The station was built in 1998. USA Radio News.
with news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk Crosby, Sam Bushman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So Judge Linda V. Parker ordered sanctions for pro-Trump lawyers, Sidney Powell, L. Lynn Wood, and seven other lawyers, ladies and gentlemen. They say that they deceived the courts. That's interesting. And they debased the judicial process, a federal judge wrote, ruling that a lawsuit laden with conspiracy theories that they filed last year, challenging the validity of the presidential election, was a historic and profound abuse of the judicial process. She further, in her decision, ordered the lawyers to be referred to the local authorities in their area, in their home states, for possible suspension and disbarment. Further, she went on, declaring the lawsuit should have never been filed, and she sanctioned them. I have never seen such outrageous abuse from the courts in my entire life, Kurt. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam, but, uh, you know, as they say, when you're catching flack, um, you're right on target. Um, and I think that's, uh, this is a perfect example of that. I'm looking at the uh, dailymail.co.uk piece on it where it says, uh, and you can tell their twist, um, at least by the headline, just like you can of the story you were just reading. Uh, but it says, Trump's cracking lawyer, Sidney Powell, and attorney Lynn Woodface being disbarred um, over or after federal judge sanctioned them over abusive 2020 election lawsuits. I mean, most of these judges and attorneys, ought, they ought to know what abusive lawsuits are because, you know, so many of them are well, what fill our courts today? They do give these uh, sub-headlines or bullet points uh, before the story. They say, U.S. District Judge Linda Parker, the one you mentioned, said attorneys engaged in, quote, abusive practices, end quote. Yeah. Uh, Powell and Wood, what's abusive, Sam, uh, trying to get to the truth? Uh, uh, Powell and Wood filed the lawsuit in November claiming the election was rigged. Yeah, that's certainly... Uh, you know, a problem. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want to claim that the emperor has no clothes. These sanctions, uh, they say, have been referred to their home states for disciplinary action. Um, uh, they say they will have to take 12 hours of legal classes and f could face disbarment. It's kind of like when you might say or do something wrong and then you're, you're told to go to... Um, what is it, um, you know, training, uh, extra training at your job or whatever, so that you know how to talk these days and to say certain things the right way. They go on, they say Parker also ordered them to pay state and city officials legal fees. That's all how they do it. They're trying to, you know, basically... Um, bankrupt them so they'll quit being the, these problems or these flies in the ointment uh, she called the pro-Trump attorney's lawsuit a historic abuse of U.S. courts 
Isn't it amazing, the uh, pot calling the kettle black? Uh, then they say uh, Rudy Giuliani had his law licenses temporarily suspended in New York See, and, and Washington, D.C. Let me stop you there for a second, this Kurt. This yeah. is where I really think the rubber meets the road. How can attorneys in good faith represent things that they truly believe they have evidence for, documentation regarding if the judges can just flat out strip these attorneys of their licenses because they don't like the road they're going down. Kurt, we don't stand a chance in America then for any attorneys to defend any unpopular view, uh, regardless of the evidence, because you'll never get there. The whacked out extremist activist judges will just go psychotic on you and say, oh, you know what? You're done. Kurt, your license is gone. How dare you? To the point where I don't think we have a justice system left. Now, let me explain kind of the core of what um, Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and others are saying. They're saying, hey, we as an attorney have reviewed the evidence, reviewed the witnesses, reviewed the affidavits, reviewed the, uh, and, and, and here's the documentation we have, and we believe it's sufficient to file a lawsuit. Now, the lawsuit may go against those attorneys. That's one discussion. Okay, so we're saying it can go for and against um, in terms of winning. But now what they've done is they've taken the attorneys and said, you don't even have a right to evaluate the evidence yourself. You don't even have a right to determine the validity of what you're, you know, the documentation that you have. And then to file it based on the arguments of the court. The attorneys are simply saying, look, we've got enough evidence to where we're convinced this is worthy of a court proceeding. Uh, but what they're saying now, what this whacked out extremist psychotic judge is saying now is, you don't even have the ability as attorneys to do that. And you're always going to be in fear that your license will be revoked, that you'll be shut down, that you'll, they'll shatter your bread bowl. They'll destroy your career on the altar. If you don't have, I mean, if you have a case that is unpopular, if you have a case that you think we might want to touch, you don't even dare file it anymore because you'll be done if you do. This is a serious breakdown in the judicial reality. This is a serious, serious problem. Whether you agree with Sidney Powell, whether you agree with Linwood or not, and these other seven attorneys, I happen to agree with them, by the way. But whether you do or not, though, you've got to understand, this is a serious, serious violation, uh, in my opinion, of uh, judicial honor and integrity, Kurt. This is a huge blow to anything that speaks of justice, anything that speaks of getting proper representation for your case, for your situation, for your view. Because pretty soon attorneys are going to go, no, nah, I'm not going to touch that. My career will be jettisoned by a judge in a second. Forget it. Okay, to the point where, Kurt, this could gut the very judicial system entirely, sir. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And uh, yet, uh, at least we see glimpses of hope uh, with what you mentioned earlier with the Texas uh, abortion, uh, or at least the Supreme Court leaving that uh, ruling in place or at least in that law in place in texas protecting those babies so you know it's uh, at least when it comes to lynn woods and uh, uh sydney powell i believe these are uh, you know great servants of the republic uh, these are individuals who have basically they could have you know you know, stayed on the gravy train and gone for the big bucks in the legal world, and yet they uh, they see problems like Mike Lindell has seen, and they uh, go at trying to fix them the best they can, uh, just as you have done, Sam, over the years. And uh, so, you know, I, I uh, hats off to them, and uh, 
once again, when you're catching flack, uh, you're right on target. And these I agree with that. I also have one more question about this, flag. though, Kurt. What do uh-huh. these attorneys do now? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, now they're fighting uh, whether they could even be have their law licenses, whether they could be part of the bar, whether their law licenses will be valid. Uh, same with Giuliani or whatever. You know, wh- where do these lawyers go now? In other words, who do you call when justice isn't served to this point? These attorneys, what can they do now? Can they file an appeal? What? I mean, I don't. I'm not an attorney, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't like the fact that this uh, edict from this whacked out judge with all of our statements and everything else, not only is she saying, we don't think your case is worthy, but we're going to go after you. We're going to recommend that we send this to your home states, that you be disbarred, that you, whatever, this case shouldn't have been filed. I don't know that judges should be saying those kinds of things, showing their activism from the bench. I mean, it's extreme to the point of, wait a minute now, you may disagree with us on the case. You may even dismiss the case, Judge. But now you're literally going after the attorneys as if there's not only no merit, but that that they've somehow crossed a line of criminality by filing this case. I mean, something is wrong here, Kurt, to the extreme. And I don't know who's bringing this up but me, right? Like, I don't hear anybody else really speaking out about this anywhere, hardly. I want to defend Lynn Wood. And I want to defend Sidney Powell and these other seven attorneys saying, hey, you may not like the case, Judge, but there's nothing wrong with the legal precedent that they have every right to file this, that they have every right to claim, look, we're not debating the merits. We're just here to tell you that we look at it. We see the documentation. We see the affidavits and the evidence, and we think it's worthy of filing, and we think it's worthy of carrying the, the, the case forward to see what maybe a jury appears or however the case would go down, what they would say about this, let them decide. But the judge is saying, no, I don't even agree you should file this, and I'm going to go after you. What do you want to say, criminally? or I don't know what terms because I'm not an attorney. I don't know if it's criminally to say you shouldn't have filed it. We're going to go after you and disbar you and fine you and do all these things to you. But the repercussions are just so extreme um, to where, to me, it gives rise for concern for the whole judge. Is anybody bringing this stuff up like this but me, Kurt? I don't know anybody speaking out about this. They don't want to touch it, Sam. All I'm telling you is they sure as heck should be, ladies and gentlemen. Your whole justice system... <laughs> is in jeopardy over this kind of abuse from the bench by belligerent, crazy, whacked-out extremists. Judges with a vendetta. It's out of control, folks. Hang tight. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, final point on Sidney Powell, L. Lynn Wood, and seven other attorneys. All I can say is this. It's an absolute shame. Whacked out activist Judge Linda V. Parker. I mean, she's crazy. Uh, and uh, the bottom line is I can just, all I can say is I defend them, I pray for them, and I'll do all that I can to help them. I don't, I don't know what more to say or what more that I can do except for bring this up and try to highlight the realities of the situation as I see it and then to pledge my support in any way possible. I mean, this is out of control, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and one thing, you know, before we leave before yes, we sir. leave the uh, Sydney Powell thing is, sure. you know, she has been a guest on our program, uh, Sam, and uh, she also... Uh, I see a piece from Newsweek. Now, I'm not telling you that it's going to be uh, very, uh, what would you say? Um, Flattering. Hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. But at least Newsweek, the headline reads, Ron Johnson. Now, do you remember who this guy is? Ron Johnson? Oh, he's a governor he's a senator, or something. He's a senator, oh, senator. Okay. from Wisconsin. Uh, so it says, Ron Johnson supports audit of 2020 election in Wisconsin, says he's talked to Sidney Powell. Uh, you know, so when you when you look at it, this is a Republican Wisconsin senator out of the Republicans that are in the Senate. I'd say Ron Johnson in the top five uh, for, um, you know, uh, really getting to things. And basically, he says uh, he's spoken with Sidney Powell. And, uh, you know, of course, Newsweek puts in their little thing, says uh, she has pushed baseless conspiracy theories about fraud in the 2020 election. Yeah, it's you know, baseless if you can never display twist. your evidence. character. That's right. Uh, but, uh, you know, he they do quote him and he says, uh, I really do think there's too much concentration on the voting machines. We have paper ballots. We have the machine logs. We've got the machine totals. We should be focusing on that. Um, you know, but the bottom line is uh, at least Cindy Bell's, um, I think, doing her work there the best she can. Uh, her website, defendingtherepublic.org, you can go there to read uh, what she has to say. Um, there are um, other good reports and pieces of news there. And by the um, way, over the next several but, weeks uh, and months, we'll keep you up to date on that, too. We may even be able to reach, reach out and have Sydney back, too. But all I'm yeah. telling you is I defend her. I think this judge is absolutely a criminal uh, in her activism. I mean, it's out of control, folks. I mean, look, these seven attorneys plus these two nine attorneys with one swap, is, a judge is just going to say, hey, you guys are criminal. You don't even, where's their trial? Where's their appropriate, um, you know, redress of grievance? Where's their appeal? Where's their, I mean, it is out of control that one rogue thug can just dictate and just bam. 
I'm telling you, something's got to change for that, ladies and gentlemen. I think they ought to sue the judge. But the problem is, how do you do that when you've been disbarred? Uh, see what I mean? And then how do you get another attorney to help you when they know the road you've gone down? The other attorney's going, oh, no, I don't think so. See, uh, this the chilling reality of this, folks, is beyond imagination. I, I, I don't think that I'm understating the issue either. This is no attorney's going to come to the aid of who, when, where, what uh, under these kind of circumstances. Because all they got to do is move that line even further, further, further to where any time that you bring up anything that, that they believe is conspiracy theory or that they believe you should, they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to rule on or anything else, they're just going to go, hey, we're not going to slap you on the wrist anymore. We're simply going to get you fired. And you're you're going to flat out have to jettison your career. Anyway, I could go on and on and on. I'm livid about well, this. I'll give I you really one, other, one other piece of good news, at least when it comes to the courts. Um <laughs> You know, you remember the old phrase where they'd say, uh, the wheels of justice grind slowly. Uh, and I would say, yeah, they grind slowly when it comes to uh, getting things done correctly, like with uh, Ammon Bundy or, you know, so many others that we've seen in the past. Uh, here's one that kind of fits that. The headline from Washington Times, Judge Tosses Case Against Roy Moore's Campaign Stemming from Molestation Claim. And, uh, you know, there was very little mention of this or, you know, I mean, uh, but if you're not familiar with this whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in 2018, Judge Roy Moore, who, in my opinion, you'd have a hard time finding a more appropriate, um, you know, constitutional conservative candidate. Uh, anyway, uh, he was, um, well, in my opinion, um, uh, falsely accused of a number of different items which led to his loss in uh, the Alabama Senate race. Um, and yet now they're finding out, yeah, this uh, lady made it up and uh, the case is gone. But see, that was 2018. Now we're at 2021. So not much going on there, uh, but the Montgomery Circuit judge there uh, ruled that uh, this lady, and I use that term loosely here, Lee Korfman, did not prove that campaign staff and volunteers knowingly made false statements or acted with reckless disregard for the truth as they denied the misconduct claims in the midst of the 2018 race. But see, we're way past that, and the damage has been done, hasn't it, Sam? Yes, uh, and they've learned well. That's how they can go ahead and attack people. They try the same things with Richard Mack. They, you know, they do this all the time. Because what do you do about it at the end of the day after the fact? It's very the one thing tough. That, that gives me hope is that uh, Roy Moore uh, and his uh, wife Kayla they continue to fight on. Uh, they say it's um, you know basically not just about them. It's about the republic and uh, and. Uh, you know, what we're trying to do here is make it better for our children and grandchildren, et cetera. And uh, so hats off to uh, Judge Roy Moore to for his continued efforts. Right, Sam? Amen to that, sir. All right, that is wonderful, good news. Uh, and it, uh, if you study what Roy Moore says, he says it allows us to move forward now to the next steps of, of really getting to the bottom of this and creating accountability. So we'll see where the cases go from here forward and our prayers are with judge roy moore for sure on that as well all right i want to move to a topic that is just insanity um professors are now having the view that white people 
should commit suicide as their last act to be ethical. So, Kurt, for what you need to do is commit suicide as your last ethical act. Because you know you're a racist, and if we want to rid the world of racism, the most ethical thing you can do is commit suicide. Here's a clip of the professor, and then we'll talk about it. This is insanity. He made the assertion that white people should commit suicide as an ethical act. And here's a a quote from him directly. The reality in South Africa today is that most white people spend their whole lives only engaging black South Africans in subservient positions. My question is then how can a person not be racist if that's the way they live their lives? The only way then for white people to become part of Africa is not to exist as white people anymore. If the goal is to dismantle white supremacy and white supremacy is white culture, then the goal has to be has to be to dismantle white culture and ultimately white people themselves. The total integration into Africa by white people will also automatically then mean the death of white people as white as a concept would not exist anymore. So here's the kind of crazy gambit um, of this talk. I want to suggest that psychoanalytically, we could even make the argument that there was something ethical in Delport's statements. Now, I suppose, you know, parenthetically, we could say that Delport's kind of a a young, fired-up academic, and maybe, you know, there's a little bit uh, too much of a dramatization in some of his his comments. But nevertheless, I want to make the argument that there is some kind of ethical dimension to his his provocations. Um, I think that Delport took his white audience to the threshold of a type of symbolic extinction, or at least the contemplation of what that might be. He took them to a proposed end of whiteness, Or in more psychoanalytic terms, we could say that Delport offered his white audience the opportunity, one they didn't seem to appreciate for the most part, but the opportunity to contemplate what we could call the castration of of whiteness. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I I don't even know how to respond to this, but white people should commit suicide as their ethical disease. Now this is that whiteness. I know it, Sam. Yes, this is a professor by the name of Derek Hook. He's at the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania College. This guy's literally saying this kind of stuff. D u q u e s n e University. I don't know for sure how you say that, but uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, I mean it's just insane, Sam. Um, Crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean I don't know how to respond to a guy like this, but imagine that. You know, you say that kind of stuff. And nobody really seems to bat an eye. Mm-hmm. But if a James Edwards says, hey, I want to advocate for my heritage as a Southerner and as a white person, then they're like, whoa, man, you're an evil, racist hater. And then they're promoting critical race theory in these colleges. And we're literally funding this guy with our tax dollars, Kurt. Good point. Uh, what about the, uh, there's a song, Sam, uh, says something like, um, what is it? Oh, white boy. I can't remember the song. I should have written it down, but you know, I was listening to it. Uh, I think at least I heard part of it somewhere just lately in, um, the, uh, Oh, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, it's got white boy in it in the song. And I thought, man, well, if it's that a dirty white boy, it's a corner boy. song. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. No. Um, All right. But if it if it changed the name uh, as black boy, then there'd be trouble, you know. Uh, but, you know, they can pretty much take down any, quote, whiteness uh, that's available, right? 
Yeah, and I'm just a simpleton, Kurt. I'm kind of the guy that just says, listen, we're all God's children. We're all of the great human race. Everybody uh, has different heritage, different culture, different. Let them all celebrate those things. Uh, why can't we learn about one another and celebrate one another's life? Why don't we do our very best to have a life well lived amongst all of us? And you know what? We're all God's children. And when are we going to start acting like it? See, I say that kind of stuff. And they say, see, you're a racist, buddy. You're out of control. I think it's called play that funky music, white boy. White boy. There you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, play that funky music, white boy. If if you would have brought this up a little earlier, I would have tried to fire that dude up. (laughs) But I mean, imagine if it was turned around, uh, Sam, uh, play that funky funky music, music right. I mean, it would be real troubles right play that uh, funky but, music you know, brothers can you say that yeah you know? well i mean like you say man, we're all brothers and sisters rough. in christ aren't we Kurt? well that's what i thought sam but uh then that's um i guess that's hate speech in the world today right yeah by the way i don't want anybody to commit suicide i want everybody to celebrate life i want everybody to celebrate their heritage whatever it be I want us all to learn about one another's heritages and have respect. I want us all to jettison any wrongs of the past. I want us to move forward in faith and hope and humility as brothers and sisters under God's laws and followers of Christ. And and I want hope for the future for us all, Kurt, as I want us all to realize that we all have God-given inalienable rights, and that's what the Constitution advocates for. And I just want to help move forward with that view in mind. I almost ruined the You are definitely a problem, Sam, with that kind of uh, thinking. You can see why, you know, uh, I mean, guys like you have got to be feared for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, it is about God, family, and country. It is about the protection of life, liberty, and property. It is about we, the people, standing together for the sacred cause of liberty. And it's about news the networks refuse to use and us bringing it to the Liberty Roundtable live discussions on a daily basis, Monday through Saturday on your radio so that we can all keep up on what's happening around the world and so that we can all be unified in our quest. We believe we can preserve the nation. We believe that we'll do our very best and trust in God for the rest. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net, LocalHoneyMan.com, spread the word. God save the Republic of the United States of America.